Don't play her. Don't compromise. If you like a lot of uh-uh-uh, then you look at her from behind, you look at her from the front, like that ain't enough for me. I'ma still be watching videos. I'ma still be looking at my phone if I marry you because I am a straight up behind man and you don't have none. I need a big old behind. Or you're like, I like them thin and small. Get what you need because it's unfair to her to commit adultery or watch pornography. I said that in a previous Bible cast because you didn't get what you like. Three kinds of singles or, you know, three things all singles should know. Are you grown and alone? I need you to type in the comment. I'm grown and alone. Come on, put some fire in the chat. I'm grown and alone. All right. I'm grown and alone. Are you single? And let me just say as a quick caveat, this is a Bible cast. I'm not just another talking head trying to give hot takes to go viral. Everything I say, I say from here. Now, do I want to be relevant? Of course, every pastor does, but not at the risk of having popularity over purity. Oh, I'm trying to please God. You better know that. So I'm doing this because this is the way to relate. I've been on national television for two decades, so... I've already seen crowds. I've preached on some of the biggest stages in America to God be the glory. So I'm doing this as a labor of love. And because I'm trying to serve, as the old deacons used to say, this present age. So call your son who's single. You got somebody recently divorcing your family, your girl. Is it you? Is your mom tripping on being by herself? Do you know anybody that's making bad decisions relationally? This is the Bible cast you can't miss. Put some fire in the chat. I need you sharing. My energy's up because I have a heart for singles. I pastor more singles than I do married people. And this is going to be cold-blooded tonight. Let's jump right in. No time to waste. You taking notes? Here it is. The first kind of single person I want to discuss is single and satisfied. Some of you go back a long way with me. I wrote two books Dr. R.A. Vernon's 10 Rules of Dating. Then I wrote another one, The 10 Rules of Dating in the Social Media Age. Now I have to write another one, 10 Rules of Dating post-pandemic. How has the game changed sociologically? Uh, How have we shifted as people and how has dating changed now? Man, let's talk about it. Many of you are what I call single and satisfied. If you've heard me teach this, we're going to expand it tonight. Today, whenever you're watching, I'm expanding it. I've moved. Oh, no. I passed the thousands of single individuals, and I listen, and I learn, and I read a lot, and I've counseled a lot. And so I didn't just fall off of a wagon. You, you need to pay attention tonight. Pay attention today. Single and satisfied. This is an individual who's perfectly okay being grown and alone. You're okay. You're satisfied. You're not tripping. You're not thirsty for company. There's a real kind of contentment on you to be alone. Now, sociologically, not alone from every individual. God said it's not good that man should be alone. By the way, he's talking romantically there. Socialization is critical. We need our mama. We need our sister. We need a best friend. Okay. Not, not, not codependence. But uh, interdependence, okay? We all need somebody. But we're talking romantically here. Let's not play no games. This Bible cast is about having somebody in your bed, having somebody you kissing, touching, kicking it with. There are people, they're not tripping on that. 
It's a Bible class. Let's go Bible. Here it is. First Corinthians seven, verse seven, all of you that go to church and I know our audience is broader than Christians, but I'm trying to sneak you with Jesus. I'm not going to front. Sometime I wish everyone were single like me, a simpler life in many ways, but celibacy is not for everyone any more than marriage is. God gives the gift of the single life to some, the gift of the married life to another. First Corinthians seven, verse seven, the message version. I love verse eight. I do though tell the unmarried and widows that singleness might well be the best thing for them as it has been for me. All right, let's deconstruct that. Let's unpack that. The Apostle Paul says, sometime I wish everyone was single. I wish everyone were single like me. He calls it a much simpler life. I don't care who you are. If you've grown and married and watching this or you've been in a long-term relationship, you know that being alone is much more simple than being with somebody. It's simpler to be alone. It's not always best to be alone, but don't tell me that it's not simpler. You don't have to worry about anybody else. Every day I wake up in this world, all killers watching me. And when I say killers, I mean bros who kill it for your family or you watch your dad kill it for your mom. When I wake up every day, I'm thinking about what Victory Rose Vernon needs and them five babies of mine, three of them grown. I'm worried about them and their future. That's my life. I chose to be married. It's not always that simple. You know, I got another grown person laying in my bed who has needs. She's changing. I mean, come on, we're in the sandwich years now. So that means you have grown kids, but yet her mother is 80 something. My mother just went to heaven. We had to deal with that transition. So when her mama gets sick, your mama gets sick. If she got kids, you got kids, right? The two become one flesh. So it's not always simple to have to worry about somebody else. Paul says, I like the simplicity of singleness. Plus, Paul has, you'll love this, a singleness of mind, and that's kingdom. Paul's killing it for the kingdom. I don't have to tell you, those of you that are watching this and you're believers, again, I know my audience is broader than just Christians, but I don't apologize for who I am. I'm a pastor by occupation and vocation. This is a Bible cast vis-a-vis just podcast because it's all about Jesus to me, everything I teach, okay? And I say that to say that Paul loves Jesus, Paul's assignment is to preach Jesus. Jesus' assignment didn't require a woman. Jesus didn't make love to a woman. Jesus' assignment, Jesus' assignment was to come and give his life so that we could have the right to eternal life, to identify with us. He never made love to a woman. Sometimes your assignment, let's get right to it, does not require company. There's some of you watching me, maybe you're divorced, let's get straight to it. Maybe, okay, your age, maybe what you've been through. We're going to deal with all of that. We're going to deal with all of that as we go. But you're single and satisfied. You're not going crazy. How do you know you're single and satisfied? Here it is. Take a few notes. Signs of sincere satisfaction. Because some people claim they're satisfied. But are you really? Here are some signs of sincere satisfaction. First and foremost, low to no sexual drive, low to no sexual drive. I mean, that's a real sign that you are satisfied because you're not laying up tripping sexually all the time. 
Now, if you're watching this thing and you swiping, particularly bras here, come on now. I mean, you're a straight up bra. You find yourself looking at behinds and breasts and, you know, you find yourself romantically fantasizing all the time or thinking about what it would be to be in the arms of a man. Number one, that doesn't make you crazy. That makes you human, though you do want to be careful not to be looking at stuff that causes lust. That means you're not that satisfied. <laughs> you know, you, you're you masturbating. You're not single and satisfied. We we'll talk about that. Some of you are thinking, what kind of Bible cast is this? A real one, because touching yourself requires some sexual thought. God says there's a way to handle that. It's called marriage. So low to no sexual drive. There are people who are older now. The libido is not what it was. There's some older bros watching me. Maybe there's something physical. Maybe you've been married already. It's just not, it's just not a big deal to you. You're, you're satisfied. Low to no. There's always somebody watching, and I love this, who would type in the comments, you know, it's all about sex. And why get married? No, if you like to have sex then you should keep believing God for a spouse. And we'll talk about the realities of that because there are women that are like, okay, where is he, Dr. Vernon? Let's talk about it. I would love to be married if a bro would ask me. We're going there. We're going there. Okay, so, so you know, it's like, uh, that is not a reason to get married, Pastor. Sex is not a reason. That's so superficial, Dr. Vernon. That's so shallow. I mean, talk about a terrible reason to get married. Did I tell you guys this is a Bible cast and not my opinion only? I do have some opinions, but I try to base my opinions off the Bible. And here's what the Bible says. Pastor Vernon, that is not a reason to get married. First Corinthians 7 verse 2, Paul says, Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. Let every woman have her own husband. Wow. Verse 2 is powerful. Because Paul literally says, to avoid sleeping around, you need to get married. As a matter of fact, that's the main reason he gives for marriage. I don't care how superficial that sounds, it's still biblical. This is a Bible cast. It's not about what I think, it's about what the scripture says. Paul's reason for getting married is not somebody to go half on the house note with. It's not. It's not someone even to procreate with. It's not someone to go on trips with and enjoy relationally. We all know those are beautiful benefits of marriage, but it's just not the ones the Bible lists. The Bible lists the main reason for getting married, Paul says, to avoid to singles, to avoid sleeping around. Well, catch this. If you have low to no sex drive, then why hook up with somebody when you're not tripping? in the area of sexuality, particularly if you're okay socially too. All right, look what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 9, from the message version. Then we're going to read it from the God's Word version. Remember, this is a Bible cast, not just my opinion. But if they can't manage their desires and emotions, they should by all means go ahead and get married. The difficulties of marriage are preferable by far to a sexually tortured life as a single. Wow, that's deep. Matter of fact, let's read it from the God's Word version. However, if you cannot control your desires, 
desires, you should get married. It's better for you to marry. Remember this? Remember this? Than to burn with sexual desire. Lust King James Version. So here's what Paul says. If you're going to be tripping sexually, you need to believe God for a spouse. Now, here's where I want to split the genders. Now, this is where I think this Bible cast differs from just regular stuff you may hear from other pastors. I'm not trying to be deep. I keep hearing, man, you keep it so real. No, I just, I'm just honest as I can. And as I've grown relationally, I mean, I'm in my second half of pastoring. I've been pastoring now almost 25 years. So you just grow and you learn not to just shoot the same religious rhetoric It's like it doesn't make sense. There's a difference between single bros out here and single women. And all of you watching know I'm telling the truth. Now, I've been getting killed on social media at times for just telling the truth. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm married to a beautiful woman. I got two beautiful daughters. I love and honor women. I'm not one of those guys that needs to say bombastic stuff to get clicks and likes to feed my children. No, I've I've, I've done... I've been smart with my resources. I'm doing this as a labor of love, and I want you to hear me. There's a difference between single bros and single women. Bros out here got choices galore. Vis-a-vis some women watching me who are beautiful and want to be married, but won't nobody ask you. It's not that you're not gorgeous. It's not that you're not beautiful in and out. There's just a shortage, particularly of black men, criminal justice system, more interested in cupidity, that integrity, cupidity, unrighteous gain. If I own prisons, I need some prisoners. Therefore, I have laws enacted to lock black men up, which keeps me getting paid. Brothers of color, Latino, all of that. Brothers of color, disproportionately. Brothers of color locked up. There's a shortage of men. Then, come on now, there's a whole piece on same gender loving brothers. I touched that on another Bible cast. I touched that on another Bible cast, same gender. Pastor, why are you against homosexuality? I see what it does to the black family. That's one reason I'm not against homosexuals. I'm against homosexuality. I got gay bros in my church. I got lesbian sisters. They know where I stand. I still think it harms the black family. You can disagree, just start your own Bible cast. Yeah, black women need somebody to marry. So there are black women who want to get married, but no one's proposing, or they have to settle for some guy that's not in Christ and they feel compromised there, or he's not the best kind of guy. You bros ain't got no excuse. Now look at me, all right? Because I got to go. Let me hurry. If you're a man watching this, send this to your single pastor. I don't care who he is. (laughs) Send this to your uncle who's a Christian, your brother. At some point, if you like to make love to a woman, you need to choose one. Yeah, all this, I can't find the perfect woman. Women have that issue. At some point, there's too many fine, saved, beautiful, both in and out women, and you can't find one? Come on, at some point, I think, particularly if you're going to make love and have sex, you need to to choose somebody. So this is where I'm I'm sort of differentiating here to single bros watching this and send this to some single man you love because I mean what I say. I got a few pastor buddies now I'm pushing. I got a few guys in my church. I'm like, man, you need to pick. I mean, come on, you ain't no better than us. 
put the ball and chain on with some beautiful girl and go on and make love to her, travel with her. She won't be perfect, but pick somebody that's perfect for you and don't wait around your whole life waiting on Miss Everything Perfect. If she loves God, you love looking at her. And I'll touch this because I'll go further as we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, so, So to those of you that are women, and want to be married, we'll get there. But right now, we're talking about single and satisfied. So if you're single and satisfied, number one, low to no sexual drive. Sex is not a problem for you, okay? All right, number two, Paul says emotionally tortured, right? Or or, or emotionally, e- emotionally needy. So here's a second one. How do you know? Here's, 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 a, here's another sign of being single and satisfied, emotionally and relationally content. You're emotionally and relationally content. It's not driving you crazy not to share your emotions with the opposite sex, someone you're married to. Relationally, you're not the type that wants to travel with somebody else and they're laying there next to you, they're laying there next to you, you're sharing all of your heart's desires, your past problems. you just not tripping on that. You're content. Then, 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 then you're single and satisfied. If you can go without the sex stuff and you can go without the relational stuff from the opposite sex in a romantic way, you might be single and satisfied, particularly if you're so busy killing it for the kingdom. One last thing I got to say to young singles. People ask me, how come all of my children are by Lady Vernon? How come there's nobody in the comments right now saying he talking all that stuff? And I used to screw him when he was single. I'm going to guarantee you there's nobody saying that in the comments because I was so busy for Jesus and so busy trying to get my money and do my ministry that I didn't have time for sin. So there's some of you that are in that season that you killing it right now and you don't have time for it to be interrupted by company. You might be this second category. Watch this. You're in a season of singleness. You're in a season of singleness. In other words, right now you're satisfied, but it's only for a season. Yeah, eventually you can see yourself. Come on. You're not a monk. And girl, you're not a nun. And it's like, okay, I'm holding on. I'm in a season of singleness. I talked about this before. In my book, I mentioned it, but I really want to go further. So pay attention, particularly those of you that are watching me for the first time. You need to learn this. You need to learn this. This is a lot. Here it is. Who needs a season of singleness? Number one, divorcees. Divorcees. If you're recently divorced, you need a minimum one year of singleness. Come on, man. You just made one of the biggest choices in the Bible. The scripture says God hates divorce, even if it wasn't your fault. I didn't do nothing wrong, Dr. Vernon. You picked wrong. (laughs) You picked wrong. Take responsibility for that. You picked wrong. If you were just recently making love to a man or a woman that you were married to, all kinds of positions and kissing and licking and soul tie and a life together, how are you right in the bed with somebody else? I don't have to say 
some of these celebrities' names, but some of these real famous people with a gazillion followers and you break up with this brother and the next week somebody making love to you? It's like I wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole with your fine self. I really wouldn't. It's like, no, I'll take my girl. I'm cool. Because it's like there's no honor for what you just came out of. Like you don't need like 10 minutes for your body to rinse. You you that is the world would say horny or I mean, you that thirsty or you got to be touched so bad that you don't even have a year to rinse to figure out what you did wrong. Because I like what my bishop, Bishop Joy, teaches me. You're at least 1% responsible for any divorce. Take 1% responsibility. Most of the time, you should take 40, 50%. But are you at least willing to take 1% of the blame for why y'all didn't make it? That, that's just called being mature. So, so, so if you're divorced, you need a season of singleness. Yeah, number two, those who just came out of a sexual, sinful relationship. Those of you that just came out of a sexually sinful relationship, maybe you weren't married, but y'all was kicking it. I mean, y'all was having some straight up sex. That's a soul tie. Yeah, he's dumping stuff into you. Uh, those of you that are women, you're entering another woman and it was sin. And if you're watching this again and you're not a believer, we offer Jesus to you and you're probably laughing at me like, what are you talking about? You don't have to be married. Well, come on. Now, I'm a pastor. You're choosing to watch my Bible cast. You can watch some secular cat who will tell you you need to hit it before you pay for it. You need to kill it for a while. You need to live with her for a while to make sure she's all you want, that you stupid. If you don't hit that body first or so see what that brother got in his pants and make sure you love the way he does this. That's just not the way we roll as believers. It doesn't make sense to people who aren't believers. But to those of you who are saved like me or, you know, you can identify God's word is right. Yeah. Another person who needs a season of singleness is anyone who's had major trauma recently. Bishop Joy, my pastor, is doing a teaching on trauma right now and how trauma impacts our choices. The black ethos, we're in trauma. That's why even this thing with Jalen Walker in Akron, Ohio, shot almost a hundred times by the police. Ben Crump, by the way, shameless plug, will be my special guest next week. And if you're watching this and it's a month down the road, just go to our YouTube page and see my conversation with Ben Crump. And uh, as we discussed all this happening in black America with the devaluing of black bodies, but I say that to say the black community got trauma. Many of us just come out of recent trauma, trauma, somebody jumped on you, trauma, your mother just died, trauma, your son breaking your heart, okay? Okay, here is a scripture I want you to get a hold of. If you've had any kind of recent trauma, breakup, divorce, family stuff, Okay, here it is. Isaiah 1 verse 5 says, why should you be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faints. Remember, when your heart is broke, your head don't work. When your heart is broke, your head don't work. Trust a pastor who loves you and cares about you. I don't care how horny you are. Yeah, I'm using that word. I don't care how sexual, whatever. 
I tell bros, particularly men who think they just got to have a woman. I'm like, bro, look, right now your heart hurting. Yeah, she just devastated you. You just came out of that. You just lost your son. Your father just called you a name and you've been in counseling and therapy. Don't jump into nothing. When your heart is broke, your head don't work. So the question that all of you should ask, and I got to hurry, is do you need a season of singleness? You're not going to be single forever, but the next year or two, maybe three, plus you ain't got no money. Everybody want to sleep with your broke behind? <laughs> I'm joking. Somebody put some fire in the comments. No, you got to get you a home, my brother. You got to have some of that debt go away, my sister, because when they hook up with you, they hooking up with your debt. They hooking up with your issues, all that. You got to work on yourself. You're in a season of singleness. So here it is. Number one, single and satisfied. But then number two, there is single and sinning. Single and sinning. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road for people who watch this Bible cast who are not Christians because you're laughing like it is not a sin. I'm grown. I'm not married. I'm not harming anyone. I do what I want to do. As believers, we don't believe that. First Corinthians 6, verse 18, because somebody's going to quickly say, well, come on. Now, everybody's sin sometime. What's the difference between sexual sin and any and any other sin. Well, here's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18. Stay away from sexual sins. Other sins that people commit don't affect their bodies the same way sexual sin does. People who sin sexually sin against their own bodies. That's, that's something else. Wow, he says stay away from that. Dr. Vernon, sin is sin. No, no, no. I've, I've lied before. That's different than me laying up with a woman. Dr. Vernon saying that said, no, I've gotten angry too quickly before. That's that's different than laying up with somebody. I, I, I'm a pastor, so trust me theologically. I don't know how to do your plumbing. I don't know how to operate on your brain. But, you know, this Bible, I went to school a long time to learn it. I've been preaching from it. I've been reading it since I was 15. You know, again, formally trained in it. So trust me. I kind of know what I'm talking about here. I've walked with a lot of people. Sexual stuff do something to you. Sexual stuff, girl, how you, you know, scratching a brother's car and doing stuff that's beneath you. I mean, there's some women watching me. They got a story you don't even want Dr. Vernon to know. I wish somebody would type in the comment. This is so real. There's some people watching me. Your stomach hurt it. You, you couldn't even get out the bed. You was just turned. It was like, that sex was so good, you was willing to and did leave your husband for it. I mean, you know, you broke your kid's heart over it. You you did some things that, that were just beneath you because that sex thing is so good if they know what they're doing and it, and it clicks and there's a real devil who wants you turned out. Sometimes they're so good in the bed, you can't think straight with your head. The devil uses it. It's different than any other sin. Matter of fact, here's what the NLT says, and I'm wrapping up. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. It is from the Greek of fengo, fentigo, fentigo, which literally means in the Greek to run away, to vanish, to escape. It's powerful. It does not say pray about it. It just says run from it. You got to run. Sometimes you got to run up out of there like, no, bro, we can't be 
because you're too fine. And no, we just can't do this because it's going to set me back spiritually. Did you catch that? To run, to vanish, to escape. You don't need prayer. You need some Nikes. You need some Adidas, some Pumas. Run up out of there. Don't all that. Stop. No, run from sexual sin. It gets to a place you got to roll. You got to run. So I need you to be clear. Uh, Many of you watching this, you're sinning. You're sinning. I was talking to a pastor buddy of mine. I told him, man, listen, I don't care. You sinning. I don't care who you are. You don't get to listen, bruh. Only one way to make love. This is why I don't catch as much flack as some people do when I preach against homosexuality and same gender sex because the word nation knows me. Some of you new to me in terms of the Bible cast post pandemic. But those of you that have rolled with me on national television, those who go to the word nation, I didn't just jump on this bandwagon of what's wrong and what's right. For 20 years, I've been telling people there's only one way to make love, a man and his wife, a husband and his wife. If you're single and, and kicking it, you're sinning. You're a bruh making love to another bruh. That's, that's sin to me. You're creeping on your wife with another girl. It's sin to me. I'm not, I'm not perfect. That's just not my struggle. I have them, but I, I love my wife. I love making love to her. I got some other problems now. Please pray for me. But sexual sin has never kind of been, no, the Lord let me hook up with the right girl. I love her. I love making love to her. Those of you who are single and having sex, you're single and sinning, and you better than that. And by the way, I I, I plead the blood of Jesus over you even tonight. We're not going to trip on it. We're just going to stop it and ask God to help us. Okay, here's the third one. If you're watching this, and you are single and sinning, I'm not killing you for your anthropological attractions. As a matter of fact, I'm getting in trouble now with church people because I can identify more with singles than I ever have. How raw do you want me to get? I love making love to my girl. It's my stress reliever. Dr. Vernon don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't club. I don't run around with women. Don't clap for me. Don't put nothing great in the comments. I got my stuff. That just doesn't happen to be one of them. I married the right girl. I made some good decisions that way. So I get to make love God's way. And every time I get through, it feels so good to me because it's my stress reliever. She'll tell you, I'll bring up single people. I'll get through making love to her and pop right back into my pastoral mode and be like, all of my single members can't do what we just did. They can't do what we just did. Or it's sin. For something so natural and something so godly that God made, and unless you find the right person, you don't get a chance to do it. I don't think God hates you. Matter of fact, I think God is identifying with you, but yet saying, I want you to love me enough to wait till you get somebody. I I know it can be a struggle and a strain and a stress, but I'm begging you. It's better for you not to let somebody touch you until they marry you. And then finally, Here's the one that I think most of you or the category that I think the majority of people watching fit in. So I saved it for last. Are you sharing this? I need some comments. I need you to tell me this is good teaching. This is relevant. Promise me you'll share this with 10 single people that you know, divorced, young, your children, your grandchildren, your cousin. Everybody needs to hear this. Here it is. Single and seeking. Now I'm going a little long tonight. Come on now, kick it with me. A good movie is two hours. This is good for your soul. 
Stick with me. Single and seeking. Single and seeking. Yeah. Which means I'm watching this Bible cast. I want a husband. I want a wife. I want one, Dr. Vernon. Yeah. I'm 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 trying to be with somebody. I want to make love to a woman player the way you make love to Lady Vernon. I want a man to hold me and love me and help pay my bills and go through hell with them and have babies with them and do ministry with them and go through death and everything else. When his mother passes, my mother passes, our children, I want all the funky stuff of marriage. I want everything that comes with having a life with somebody. You're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with it. Proverbs 18, verse 22 is the one you all know. Whoever finds a wife finds something good and has obtained favor from the Lord. I'm not going to park there. Let me just tell you this. It's all right for a woman to flirt with a man. He that finds a wife, she that finds a husband. I'm old school. I told you this on a previous Bible cast. Sometime when a girl take her shot, some men feel like, oh, she took a shot at me, which means she takes a shot at a lot of bros. So his mindset may be, his mindset may be that ain't somebody I want to marry because she kind of strong, which means she's probably come at a lot of bros like that. That's not necessarily true. I know some couples where the woman took a shot and they've been married for 10, 15 years. So, you know, that's just opinionated there. Let's get to some heavy stuff. If you are single and seeking, write this down. Come on, kick it with me tonight. Kick it with me today. Uh, next week, uh, Ben Crump will be my special guest. If you're watching this a month down the road, check out our YouTube page and watch my conversation with attorney Ben Crump, uh, who's handled all of these cases of black bodies being destroyed unnecessarily across the country. There's a justice part of me that you're going to hear from uh, when you watch that Bible cast, when you watch me next week. Uh, that's heavy on my heart, but that's next week. Let's do this. Here it is. Number one. If you are single and seeking, establish your non-negotiables. I'm working tonight because I love you. Establish your non-negotiables. Now, don't negotiate your non-negotiables. What are your non-negotiables? Now, can we be grown? Can you handle grownness? Be realistic about your non-negotiables based on who you are and what you've been through and how many babies you got and how you look right now and how old you are. <laughs> be realistic. Your non-negotiables cannot be he must make a million dollars and he must be six foot ten and he can't have any children. Here you are with no money. You five foot nothing. You got seven kids, but those are your non-negotiables. How, how realistic is that? I mean, I'm being funny, a little levity, but we want to talk straight. Establish your non-negotiables. What are your absolute non-negotiables? If you're a Christian watching this, I pray that one of them is at least they have to love Jesus. They have to believe in God or be willing to come to Christ. You see, this is so raw. I used to teach, if he don't go to church, don't date him. I got too many sisters in my church that brought a man to church. Brother got up under my teaching and he's one of my best. So again, I'm not Reverend Buckwheat. I'm raw. I'm real. I'm as real as I can be. I'm not better than no other pastor. I'm not trying to be, oh, he's the real pastor. No, we all, you know, we all doing our best. But I'm telling you that if a bro walks up to you, look at me, young girls. Look at me, older ladies. He smells nice. He comes at you right. 
you're attracted to him and you ask him, what church you go to? I don't, I don't go to church right now. And he's willing to come, invite the brother. Let me smell him. Let him come sit. Sometimes he's never been evangelized. I know a lot of women that evangelized their husband. But I'm going to throw this at you, and I'm taking my time here, and those who need to log off, you log off. Some people want this food and need this food. All right? Never marry potential. Marry reality. Ooh, that's worth remembering the rest of your life. Somebody drop that in the comments. Don't marry potential, marry reality. If she's heavy right now, she may stay heavy the rest of your marriage. Don't go on no promise. Oh, I'm going to lose the weight before the wedding. If uh, he doesn't go to church right now, there's a chance he may never go. Okay? Yeah. So, so, so if you hook up with him, that's the reality. Now, you can believe God for a miracle, but whoever you hook up with, that's what it is right now. My question to every single watching is what are your non-negotiables? If you're a bruh, what's your non-negotiables? You're a lady watching this, what are your non-negotiables? Number two, be realistic and honest about your current situation. Be realistic and honest. Be realistic and honest about your current situation. How old are you? How do you honestly like yourself in the mirror when you have no clothes on? How much money do you have? Yeah. What kind of credit do you have? How many kids do you have, grown or in the house? Yeah. Have you been married before? These are real things you have to be honest about as you're in the dating pool. Now, you can be the person, I don't care what I've been through. I'm believing God. Okay, then you you have a right to do that. I'm just trying to help you to realize that sometimes your non-negotiables have to evolve as your life changes. You're not 25 no more. You're 45. All right. You've been married before. You're maybe not in the perfect shape you used to be in. Maybe you're not as attractive as you used to be. All right. I know beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but you just need to be honest about the kind of man that might come up to you. Maybe the brother is a plumber. You used to want a doctor, but now he's a plumber and maybe he's not the best looking guy that ever lived, but he likes you and he smells nice and he got that dog in him and he got, you know, he got good conversation. And yes, he has a couple kids. And yes, he's been married before. And yes, he's a few days older than you. But it's like, you know what? This might be the best car that's going to come past here today or in my life or for a season. Let me at least think about this. And he go to church, you know, or he's willing to go to church. Again, men have an advantage here. I'm taking my time tonight. Men have an advantage here. Most bros, you can get mad. You can get frustrated or you can appreciate the realness of this teaching. Most men, if he has a job, he looks decent, he go to church, he can have about as, as fine a woman as he wants. That's just the way the world is made. There's a shortage of black men. So if there's a black man, he doesn't have to be the best looking. If you're a single brother watching me, here it is. Get what you like and need in your bed. Get what you like and need in your bed. Don't play her. Don't compromise. If you like a lot of uh-uh-uh, then you look at her from behind, you look at her from the front, like that ain't enough for me. I'm going to still be watching videos. I'm going to still be looking at my phone if I marry you because I am a straight up behind man and you don't have none. I need a big old behind. Or you're like, I like them thin and small. 
get what you need because it's unfair to her to commit adultery or watch pornography. I said that in a previous Bible cast because you didn't get what you like. Get what you like if you're a man. What are your non-negotiables as in terms of how she looks, in terms of how she takes care of your children, what her values are? Everybody has to be honest about that. All right. One more scripture. Then I got to quit. Genesis 29, verse 16 through 18. Laban had two daughters. The name of the older one was Leah and the name of the younger one was Rachel. Leah had attractive eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and beautiful features. Jacob loved Rachel. So he offered, I'll work seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. Now, Leah had cute, attractive eyes, but she wasn't as sexy to him as Rachel was. So he had to go with Rachel. Bruh, you know what you like, all right? To young ladies watching, you know what you like. Get what you like. Men have more options than most women watching. That's just true. That's just true, okay? So finally, I want to I want to say this to you, and I'm, I'm done. To those of you who want to be married, that you're single and seeking, here it is. Don't sacrifice your peace for a peace. <laughs> don't sacrifice your peace for a peace. I don't have to say anything further. As bad as you might want to be married, it's so much better to be alone than married wrong. It's better to be alone than married wrong. I have walked with some people, hundreds of people, that hate they got married. They hate they gave up their peace. They hate they went too fast. As sexual, horny, whatever, as they were at times, they would trade it in a minute not to have to unpack and untangle and unravel all that came with marrying the wrong person. Divorce, kids split up, heartbreak. Those of you that are single and seeking, I am telling you, as a pastor who loves you, whether I know you or not, I love you with the love of Jesus, it's better to stay by yourself than make a move too soon. I hope this blessed you. We out of here. How we doing, Phil? I got to stop. I went long tonight. Thank you, Steph. All my guys here, man. Marco on sound. We're in Bar Studios. Man, so proud of my son, Ray, and his beautiful wife, Anaja, man. I'm in Bar Studios. You see these different scenes. By the way, shameless plug. Wouldn't you do it? Man, hookup is right there, man. We are bar.com or bar studios. You can come do your own stuff. We got sound people, the best camera people. Some of you, your content is crazy in terms of what you have to say, but it's just not thorough enough. You need some people to put you, take you to the next level. My son and his wife, that's what they do. I mean, I'm in bar studios right now, man. Different scenes, like 20 different scenes, an LED wall in the next room. You can stand in front of a wall, sound. We got the best of everything. Support it, man. Get your stuff off the chain. It's going to be great. I'm out of here. Drop it, Phil. This is Ari Vernon Ministries. Would you support us, man? If this is blessing your life, help my girl and I and my family to help people, man. We're writing checks. We're writing checks. Cleveland has a lot of needs. I want to thank those of you that have been supporting us. It's starting to pour in. Some of you have become monthly givers. We appreciate that. Weekly givers. Please. Uh, we've been getting P.O. Box gifts and it's right there thank you uh, my wife stopped by and like wow people are actually mailing gifts so go ahead take a picture of it 
online. It really blesses what we do. Help us, man. If you know the Vernons, man, Cleveland would tell you. Even people who don't like us would tell you. They help people. <laughs> I've been doing it a long time, man. So Ari Vernon Ministries really assist my wife and I, our family, with doing what we were called to do, real serious philanthropy. I want to pray for you. And uh, come on, give a gift, okay? Father, thank you for all the singles that are watching. Father, we pray that this Bible cast this week bless some lives, help some people. And Father, we pray even as we have our conversation on next week with uh, Ben Crump, Attorney Crump, that we can just continue to talk about solutions to prayerfully stop black bodies, particularly male black bodies, from being so diminished and devalued in our culture. Thank you for this word. I pray that whether they are single and satisfied, single and sinning or single and seeking and even single for a season that this Bible cast bless somebody today, tonight, whenever they're watching, help them to know that uh, they're in a great position to serve you while they're single and to take advantage of this season. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. We love you. And uh, we'll see you next time.